You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Friends, Romans, and countrymen, welcome to episode 35. Uh, Somewhere around there. Of Earth Oddity Podcast. We thank you so much for joining us. Uh, It has been an extremely weird week here on planet Earth, and here to help me break it down is my co-host, Mr. John Long. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm I'm a little bummed because Burt Reynolds died. Yeah, I know. know, Man. uh, That's the way it goes. We all have our time, and his time was up. So, rest in peace, Bandit. (laughs) Which, you know, Smokey and the Bandit really one of the greatest pieces of film ever made. You know, I put it... Like number number one is probably Schindler's List. Number two, Smokey and the Bandit. So I can't disagree. Yeah, two greatest influences on my life. <laughs> <laughs> number three is John Wick. Okay, I haven't, I haven't even seen John Wick. I don't know. I really like Cool Hand Luke. That's a great yeah, movie. Yeah. You ever seen Cool Hand Luke? It, I have. I love that movie. I have. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. But this isn't a movie podcast no this is a odd news podcast odd what news you got podcast uh let's see i've got a florida man story oh let me of course get, yeah he uh naked florida man starts house fire uh while baking cookies on george foreman grill so okay who he who has not done that before <laughs> yes the right. first exactly <laughs> we've all been there <laughs> the only way i bake cookies is completely nude anyway so i mean that just seems normal to me yeah, let you me get baking powder all over to you and flour and stuff. <laughs> Note to self: Yeah, <laughs> be careful with my cookies. <laughs> I have a, a fish shop in Kuwait. 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 Yes. That uh, they were putting googly eyes on the fish to make them look, <laughs> look fresh. Look fresh. You know? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You got to keep your profit margin high. But we are going to start with this. A bottle filled with mystery liquid dating back to the time of Jesus Christ discovered. Ooh. A bottle containing a mystery liquid dating back to the time of Jesus has been hailed as a unique discovery after being unearthed in Russia. The 2,000-year-old artifact was uncovered at the site of Phanagoria City, which was founded in the 6th century B.C. Now, are you saying Jesus is Russian? I don't think so, <laughs> okay. but it just dates back to that <laughs> all time, right, okay, all which right. is you know pretty old. Yeah, that's you old know. for real. Although I mean, we've dug up stuff that's way older than that. True, but that's true. It really is neat. Like if you look at the picture here, I don't know if you saw the picture. I didn't. It's uh, it's cool. I'll use my imagination. <laughs> right. It's a little flask, <laughs> and okay. you know, so hmm. it uh, you know, they and it's got some kind of clear liquid in it, but we don't know what it is. Well, if it's Russian and it's clear, it's vodka, of course. <laughs> Right. Well, it might be, but you yeah. know, here on Earth Oddity, when we find ancient mysterious liquids, yes. you know what we do, right? We try to drink it. We try to drink it. So <laughs> yes. I was trolling change.org earlier, and no one has posted up a petition, so I suppose the duty falls to me. That's right. And uh, yeah. I will do what I can to uh, start a petition so that we can drink this mysterious liquid okay. and, and find out what it is, because... It could give you superpowers. It could make you live forever. It could kill, kill you, you right? instantly. Yes. So, so win win. Oh, so yeah, I say it's a risk you have to be willing to take. Yeah. Now, I'm notoriously not a petition signer, so <laughs> I don't know that I'll be signing, but I'll definitely partake in it if yeah. it's if somebody else signs. You know. Yeah. But I don't want to put my name. I, I don't tie my name to too many causes. Well, if you will agree to in response for not. Uh, signing the petition, you drink the liquid. Yeah. Seventy-two hours later, you undergo full medical examination, okay. and if you're okay slash have inherited superpowers, then I'll drink then you'll some. Do it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'll kick it back. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Let's make a list. Uh, what 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 could this be? This could be uh, vodka. I'm going vodka. It could be vodka. Number one. It could I feel be, like that's your biggest chance. Could be water. Could be water. Could be urine. 
Yeah, yeah, this is it a good could point. be the Apostle Paul's urine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and it could be the tears of Gladriel from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, uh, so all of these things probably should be consumed by some human person somewhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> sure, Apostle Paul's urine. That sounds yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know, like a Czar Nicholas. You know, it could have been something of his. Yeah, uh, but I would imagine it's got to be. You know, like back in that time. Uh, pure clean drinking water wasn't the norm. That's you true. Know, that's why yeah. they distilled that's why, everything. That's why they drank a lot of alcohol. Yeah, they drank a lot of alcohol because they mm-hmm. had to distill stuff. So uh, I'm leaning towards vodka. It says here the extraordinary object was discovered in the grave of a warrior in the eastern necropolis of the city. Oh. That is so metal. That dude. is. That is. <laughs> huh. Uh, Vladimir Kushnev, head of the expedition, described the discovery as unique. He said, The discovery of the large glass filled with unknown liquid in the sarcophagus of the Fangorian horseman warrior is unique. Uh, this is the first of its, first discovery of its kind, so I guess they're not turning up a lot of mystery ancient liquids, I guess. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I guess because they drank it all already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't, I guess so. <laughs> they didn't lose much of it. <laughs> he says that they have found previous bottles of this type, but they were all filled with soil. And this huh. is the first time they've dug up one of these mystery and bottles it had, and it had some kind of liquid in it. Hmm. So it's, it's pretty pretty amazing, yeah. you know. I wonder if it was like, you know, from a lake by his homeland or something <laughs> and they were going to like bury him, you know, Could have been a piece of it. I, I don't know. We'll just have to drink it and find out. <laughs> we'll just have to drink it and yeah. find out. <laughs> I'm more likely to drink that than the mystery stuff that was in the sarcophagus. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But either one of them could, you know, give kill you powers. You. Yes. Or, yeah, give or you kill powers. you instantly. Yeah. You chose poorly. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know, you got to take a chance sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Fortune favors the bold, they say. They say. They say. I don't know for sure. <laughs> But uh, pretty wild, for real, that that's lasted that long. You know, without yeah. the cork in it rotten or however they had it sealed up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty amazing to me that it happened. Let's move on here to another story about a warrior. <laughs> um, this comes from Newsweek. Ohio State, uh, I'm sorry, Ohio School Resource Officer placed on leave for using taser to wake up sleeping student. <laughs> So, I'll do it. Yeah, I want to just clarify again. That was just Ohio, Ohio school, not the Ohio State. Right. They, not the Buckeyes. Yeah. They only uh, they only enable wife beaters, not <laughs> tasing, waking up students with that. So, uh, a school resource officer from Ohio was placed on administrative leave for using a stun gun on a sleeping student. School officials say, uh, Mariissa Brokowski, who's thirty two was a part-time resource officer assigned to Liberty Preparatory School in Smithville, Ohio, for the year. A male student who was a junior at the school would not wake up for his teacher or interim principal, Jenna Parnell, on August 30th, according to the news station, WEWS. Brokowski arrived at the classroom with Parnell and activated the taser a few feet away from the teen. The taser did not touch the student, but the sparks from the taser alarmed other teams in the classroom and woke up the sleeping student. Yeah, you know that that sound they make. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That definitely make a what's that clicking noise? You know that. Yes, that sound. The school announced to Brokowski was placed on administrative leave on Wednesday. She did take her taser, remove the cartridge from it, and arc the taser, said Smithville Police Chief Howard Funk. What an amazing <laughs> name, Howard Funk. I wish that was my name. Yeah, that's awesome. Parnell told the news station that she was shocked, no pun intended, <laughs> the officer would use the taser to scare the student. She claimed the resource officer did not tell anyone or give warning that she was going to deploy her taser. I was a little surprised by it, Parnell said. Our interest is in the safety of our students, so hearing that go off was a little was a little alarming. Parnell told the Columbus Dispatch that the student had fallen asleep during study hall and the teacher had first woken him up, but he fell back asleep. She said uh, Buskowski was four or five feet away from the student when she turned on her taser and that Parnell thought it was a joke at first. It was just an attempt to wake him up. Uh, Burkowski just pulled the taser out and pushed the button to make the sound. 
Um, it was not anything malicious. So she doesn't actually zap him no, with a taser. Which she is just disappointing made... to me. I know. Yeah. I'm like, okay, if you think back, <laughs> yeah, back around Easter time, we did a story. Oh yeah, about a about mama. A, about, a, about a mama That's who right. shocked her son, her teenage yes. son, out of bed to go right. to church on Easter morning. That's right. Yeah, I completely <laughs> forgotten about that. Yes. Yeah. Well, that mom's way more tougher than this officer is. <laughs> I know. This dude very glad he ain't, that ain't her mama or his mama. Yeah, I, our culture seems like it's way, way down on yeah. using stun guns yeah. on people to wake them up. But right. maybe this is something we should kind of embrace. You well, know? And she didn't even. I mean, I can, I can understand if she had tased the kid to go. You know, like, hey, you, you need to be fired. That's not cool <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Because the kid could have had a cart condition. Yeah, or something. Somebody could have yeah. got hurt. Right. Um, but just making it art to make a noise and wake him up doesn't <laughs> seem like that big a deal to me. You, know? you probably could have took a metal folding chair and yeah. held it way up off the ground right. and slammed and it slammed down and got the, the same effect. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. You're going in a different direction than I was. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Misread yes. the situation just <laughs> so, a little bit. Uh, that's why I'm not a resource officer. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I'm just thinking. You know, Thomas is 13. Mm-hmm. In fact, he had a he went to his friend's birthday party. Uh, happy birthday, Carter! Sometimes Carter actually listens to the podcast. Oh, he wow. definitely follows us on Instagram. Well, that means he's got to be one of the coolest kids. Yeah, that yeah. Your, Carter, your son hangs out. He's with. one of the coolest, most respectful kid in the world. I wish my kids would act more like Carter. Okay, <laughs> hear that, Thomas? Yeah, exactly. Thomas doesn't listen. He's like be more like Carter. <laughs> but so Thomas went to his to Carter's party last night. They spent the night in which Thomas did not sleep at all, all right. night long. Of, of course. course. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's what 13-year-old kids <laughs> no, do. I didn't sleep when I was 13 either. Yeah, right. And so if if tomorrow at school he falls asleep in class and I get a call that the resource officer has <laughs> yeah. used the taser to wake him up, my first question is going to be like, well, did how bad did it hurt him? And they're like, oh, well, no, we didn't even shoot him with it. We just like made it, made the popping noise by him to wake him up. And I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. You know, no big deal. That's like, fine. Can I see that? Yeah, right. Did anybody video that? Can I borrow that in the morning? You know, because I, I normally have to drag him out of bed. He used to be the best getting up kid in the world. I'd just be like, hey, Thomas, wake up, buddy. He'd sit right up, get ready to go to school. But now he's a teenager yeah. and he doesn't want to get out of bed. So I just grabbed him by the ankle and pulled him out of the bed. Here's what here's what I want. I want an alarm clock that's shaped like R two D two. Okay, and I'm sure they're probably out there. Sure, but I want to set the time you want to get up, and when that time happens, it sticks out the little <laughs> zapper prod like <laughs> he did in the go. movie yeah. and shocks you awake. There you go. There you go. And what if it said like, uh, "Wake up, Christopher! You're our only hope." You know, <laughs> that would, I would be way more out. excited about getting yeah. up in the morning. That's right. If that's what happened. I I think I've told the world that I use a uh, Lego Ninjago alarm. <laughs> Clock. Yeah. So, but it doesn't shock you or anything. It just makes a real annoying beat. And then you hit it on the head for it to snooze. Like it don't even go, whoa, no, or anything uh, like that. It just makes your standard annoying oh, alarm man. noise. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I think this is a little bit of overreaction. I'm sure, you know, there are policies and procedures in place that you can only use your taser if there's an imminent danger or something. <laughs> That's probably what they got her on. But, doesn't seem like that big a deal. I say most policies probably don't want them using the stun gun, even if there is yeah, true. danger. Yeah. You know, but I'm just saying, if I was the parent of that kid, I would be like, "Look, this is no big deal." Right? You know, she didn't shock my kid. He shouldn't have been sleeping because he's at he school. probably should have been shocked. Yeah, right. Yeah, if it was me, you know, that's what have been the first thing I said. If I'd have had that thing, I would have shocked him with it. But you know, let's let's not suspend the lady. And who knows? It doesn't say that the kid's parents are even mad about it. I would be super embarrassed if it was a big news story about my kids sleeping in class you know <laughs> yeah. i'd be like oh gosh thomas so anyway yeah i would tell my kid i'd be like did you learn your lesson yeah right you know that's that why be, we don't sleep in class that now would be got, what's out of my mouth yeah now you got this nice officer fired because you wouldn't wake <laughs> up you know are you proud of yourself yeah i hope you're proud of yourself she's got kids <laughs> to feed and because you can't keep your head up during class she's gonna have to go find a new job that's all your fault you need to write her an apology letter right now <laughs> yes. you know but right. people, people don't handle their kids like I handle mine, I guess. <laughs> right, 200 times. I will not, <laughs> I will not fall asleep I will not get resource officers fired at school. <laughs> and we're rolling back in bedtime. You know, you're going to go to bed at 7.30 now. Yes. Oh, yeah, this is what you get. But, you and know. we're getting you an R2-D2 alarm clock. <laughs> that would be a reward. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> like, you have to use my Lego Ninjago alarm clock now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, Thomas... Uh, 
Hudson wakes himself up. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. He sets an alarm. He wakes up before I get up, gets completely dressed, gets back in bed, goes to sleep until I come in after I get out of the shower and say, hey, wake up. Man. Yeah. Which I think is pretty impressive. And he makes it pretty easy. So, the time is a little harder. Libby's awake and talking as soon as the sun comes up. <laughs> uh, anyways, now everyone knows my kids' sleep schedules. <clears throat> yes. Interesting stuff. You can cut all that out. <laughs> Our next story, woman hospitalized after lighting dynamite rather than a candle. What? This was in, I, I put this up in the Facebook group I saw myself. It. Well, I didn't get a chance to comment on it, but I was going to be <laughs> yes. like, that's some wily coyote stuff right there, you know? Mr. Couture has you covered. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> all right, good. I didn't even read it. I was about to say, I thought this only happened in cartoons. Exactly, But right. not this once. Huh. Check this out. A 30-year-old Connecticut woman severely injured her hand and her face after she let a quarter stick of dynamite. Yeah, I would say that she yeah. mistook for a candle after thunderstorms knocked out her the, her power on Thursday night. Hmm. Police said the woman was injured around 9:20 p.m. at the family's Lindsay Street home in Bridgeport, and her husband and two children were home when the horrific accident happened. Police have investigated and said the family had intended to buy emergency lighting from Home Depot, but the store was closed, according to police. Then they remembered seeing something in the basement that they thought were candles. <laughs> they thought were candles. Yes. Okay. The, well, I mean, how many things out there look like a candle that you can... I, I, I think it's just quarter sticks of dynamite, right? Well, I mean, in my experience, dynamite doesn't really look like candles. <laughs> right. You know, unless you're just an idiot. but Or you don't <laughs> they're know. They're like red sticks yeah. and they have TNT on Some it. of them, no. I mean... <laughs> And the stuff we used didn't have they weren't red. They got there's several of them in a bundle <laughs> yeah, taped bundle, together with right. a little watch yes. and one of those little yeah. curly wires. I mean, a quarter stick of dynamite will blow. I mean, that's a big explosion. It'll injure your hand and your face. Yeah, apparently. absolutely. Yeah, it's probably older too. I would assume so because you can't buy dynamite just off the shelf anymore. No, I've yeah. tried. Yeah, just go down the store <laughs> and get some. The family bought the home two years ago, and the previous residents or owners had left them behind, according to police. When the mother tried to light one of the devices... How do you leave it behind <laughs> and not say anything? Hey, hey guys, there's well, a the dynamite down in the basement. I forgot to get it. Y'all do whatever you want to with it or whatever. You know, I left a bed frame and we sold our house. I called the people and were like, look, I left that bed frame. Do whatever you want to do with it. I'd have been like, I'm going fishing, Jack. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> We're having the best 4th of July ever. <laughs> Blowing up beaver dams? Yeah, it would have been so much fun. I uh, said that... Uh, the mother tried to light one of the devices. She suffered extreme injuries to one of her hands and might have lost several fingers. <laughs> she also suffered serious facial injuries, so that's very sad. Yeah. Uh, she was taken to a Bridgeport hospital, then transferred to Yale New Haven Hospital, where she is ex- where she's being treated. No one else in the home was injured, thank goodness. <laughs> state police, the state fire marshal, the state police bomb squad, Bridgeport police officers and firefighters, and the staff from the city fire marshal's office, responded and evacuated the house on either side of the victim's house as a precaution. So they were <laughs> yeah. they were not playing. Right. Huh. Investigators searched the property and found another one of the devices in the home, according to police. The Bridgeport Fire Department and Connecticut State Police removed it and later detonated and disposed of it. While it is against the law to buy dynamite, fireworks, or firecrackers in Connecticut... So, no fun. (laughs) Bridgeport police will not be pressing any charges because it appears that the residents did not know there were explosive devices in their home. Well, that and she blew her hand off, too. So, I would say she suffered enough. Yeah, right. But, uh, hey, everyone out there in the listening audience, next time your power goes gets knocked out, (laughs) just make sure your candles are candles. You probably want to, you know, know. (laughs) it needs to... The wick needs to be a wick, yeah. not a fuse. It needs to be primarily wax, and maybe it smells like jasmine <laughs> yeah, or, or citronella. Like pumpkin spice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, I've never used dynamite with a fuse. It's always been blasting caps, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, and I don't have a whole lot of dynamite experience, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I got more than these people do, apparently. Yeah. Uh, or we may be even now, but... Uh, <laughs> don't you think, like, you know, like when you light, like, a bottle rocket or a firecracker, how, it, how the... The uh, fuse on it, like, you know, sparks like that. Don't you think when that happens, you're like, well, I'm putting this down or something, (laughs) you know, like I'm getting it out of my hand, number one. 
Because uh, it's not flaming like a normal candle flame would. Do you think she just held it and like, I don't know. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> this is a weird candle. Yeah, this candle's real weird. Look at how the, the fuse is sparking or the wick sparking. Oh, no. You know, I don't know. Well. I hope she gets to feeling better. I do, too. I mean, hey, thoughts and prayers to her. <laughs> yes. Okay. But, uh, wow, that's wild. That I is mean, a, that, that's a hard, that's a bad mistake to make. Yeah. You know, we all make mistakes and right. we all have our foibles. That's a tough one. Yeah. Well, I wonder, you know, I mean, we have a very litigious society now. I wonder if she'll sue the previous owners for leaving it. How do we know? What if the previous owners have passed away and that's why True. they didn't pass on that right. knowledge? I don't know, man. I had a, All I had when we bought our house was a bunch of old weird, like, ceramic pots under my house, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still got them all. They're pretty, and some old bottles and stuff, but no liquid in them. Oh. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's wild. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. Everyone out there, you know, light candles with your left hand. <laughs> you're left-handed. <laughs> you're left-handed. And light yeah. them with your right. Yeah, I don't know. That's wild, though. Golly. I, I don't know. I would think because we would use like a quarter stick of dynamite to blow up beaver dam, mm-hmm. you know? Like maybe maybe a couple pieces of them. Yeah. You know? So I guess a half stick, but you put them in different uh, parts of it. And I mean that would I mean it was like a huge explosion. Yeah, like we yeah. would like get behind a truck, you know, hundreds <laughs> of yards, well, like fifty yards away, and all mm-hmm. that, and bend down so all the debris wouldn't hopefully hit you. Yeah, I remember when I was in high school, we would our buddy, his dad had like an oxycetylene torch, and uh-huh. we would fill balloons with acetylene, uh-huh. and we would get a safe distance just away from right. that, you yes. know. And there's really not a whole lot of fire; it just right. makes a big boom when mm-hmm. it goes off. I can't imagine holding a quarter stick of dynamite, right? It's yeah. amazing that, you know, she's alive. She's yeah, it's yeah. amazing she's not dead. Uh and do you did you ever make like Drano bombs? We with, tried to I make mean, a Drano job Drano bomb. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Jason Thickpin out there. Uh, yeah, hey, what's up, Diggy? <laughs> it didn't work too good for oh, us. Oh, we we made them, you know, all the time. Yeah. We also we would blow up beaver dams before they changed like how they made fertilizer with fertilizer diesel fuel too. Mm-hmm. You know? And that stuff was <laughs> but it was pretty powerful, yes. you know. It was just like a twenty liter bottle of it together, yeah. and let it sit for a while. This was all before nine eleven. Yeah, it was all before like uh, <laughs> Oklahoma City and all that stuff, you know. Yes. Yeah, and we're just kids. I yeah. can't believe, like, <laughs> oh, man. you know, they would let us do that. Like, what do you? And I'm like, you know, 16, it's a science seventeen lesson. years old, like it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it's you know, a science lesson. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Huh? That's strange. Well, uh, let's move on here. To uh, one of our stories that was posted in our Facebook group today. Check out our Facebook group if you haven't joined it, uh, if you're on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, congratulations to you <laughs> yeah. for staying out of all the mess that you goes can, on there. You can follow our Twitter and Instagram yeah, follow instead. follow our Twitter, Instagram. But this one was in our Facebook group. I can't remember who posted it. Maybe Lindsay. I don't know. But it was, uh, or it was probably Wiltz. Wiltz is big time. Dude. Hey, man, he's, he's the man. He's a driver in that group. Post, I uh, will say to Wiltz right now. Post some of the most entertaining content to Facebook of anyone <laughs> in my whole friends list. I thank you. If I so could much. follow one person on yeah. Facebook, yeah. it would be Will. He's Spitzer. great. Uh, this comes from CNN. Uh, truck carrying load of Axe body spray explodes in Texas. A section of Interstate 35 in Texas was reduced to the con- consistency of gravel after a truck carrying Axe body spray exploded due to a fire igniting the highly flammable aerosol cans which if you've never blown up an aerosol can that's pretty (laughs) fun too that Uh, truck driver he's so hot right now oh yeah (laughs) an 18 wheeler was driving on i-35 through belton texas about 60 miles north of austin around 4 a.m friday when the driver saw a fire in his rearview mirror according to uh, cnn affiliate kxxv tv the driver pulled over to the shoulder and detached the trailer from the truck. Smart move on his part. <laughs> Very smart. The trailer exploded when the fire reached the trailer and its containers of aerosol deodorant uh, were ignited. Spray cans were launched in both directions of I-35. Despite the large explosion that snarled traffic on the interstate for about eight hours, no one was hurt. Jody Wheatley, spokesman for the Texas Department of Transportation, told CNN Sunday three lanes and both shoulders on the section of I-35 will need to be removed and replaced because of the intensity of the fire. A transportation employee told the Temple Daily Telegram newspaper 
The road was damaged and the highway was like gravel after the explosion. The cause of the fire was not announced. So, hmm. um, Axe body spray. I was about to say that was that was one cause. Yeah, right. But as far as what sparked it, they don't know. Yeah, they don't know what sparked it. But yeah, uh, like I said in the Facebook group, the entire state smells like a middle school dance right now. And uh, you know, <laughs> there's probably some you know little guy named Chad running around just soaking it into his you know, whole being, so he'll be hot for all the girls at the next I football I think the game. truck driver was probably, he probably hopped out of the truck, <laughs> and he's got his button-up shirt, but it's not buttoned. It's right. just open. Yeah, oh yeah, straight and he up. Takes, he takes that aerosol can, <laughs> and he sprays it across his chest like that. Yeah. Then he lights a cigarette, <laughs> that's and, that's, and that's when it goes off. Yeah, he's about to pull into a truck stop. He's just going to get ready for any of the ladies in there. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, that's pretty wild. And I imagine he had a gold chain on too, you know, just in my mind, like yeah. a single gold chain. So, uh, but yeah, you know, it's pretty wild. You know, aerosol will explode. Yes. Uh, if it gets heated up, and it's pretty amazing. I've never exploded in a can of Axe body spray, but bug spray, I mean, all <laughs> the time. So we, uh, we've had bonfires and we've tossed oh, yeah. cans of hairspray in there. Yeah. And- yeah. takes a little while to get going, and, and sometimes the little cap will melt off and it'll just, like, shoot a big flame. Yeah. But then sometimes it'll get down in there <laughs> right. and go, pow! I know, I know. And it'll take that aerosol can. We probably shouldn't be saying this. In case <laughs> We're any giving kids all kind of ideas. Listening. I know. Kids, don't do this at home. They're gonna, look, if we figured it out ourselves, they're going to figure it out <laughs> yeah. themselves, too. But I was going to say, it would peel that can all the way and be yeah. like a flat piece of metal right. when yeah. it was done. Yeah, we would. Uh, we always had a big trash pile at the farm, yeah. and we would throw ether cans. We use ether all the time <laughs> yeah. uh, to start engines or uh-huh. whatever. Not technically supposed to put tires on rims using it, but you can and all that. <laughs> We'd throw them in there when they would empty out. And, you know, there'd be like 10, 12... 15 in there when we would decide to burn all the boxes and stuff and uh and it was pop, pop, I mean, pop. yeah like you'd just be standing around all of a sudden you hear one go off you know scare the crap out of you because it'd be so loud yeah pretty fun stuff yeah but anyways Axe body don't try spray. this at home kids it will ruin a highway you know <laughs> yes straight up ruin a highway and if you're listening to this adult or child don't try any of the things that tiny and i have done <laughs> We are really. It's amazing we're alive. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing we're alive. You've caught yourself on fire before. I did. That was last now, year. Yeah. I've been doused with arsenic lace chemicals, like completely doused before. Uh, yeah, we're just, you know, the Lord's been looking out for us. We have a purpose, apparently. I don't know. I guess it's this podcast. It's this podcast. Yes. Yeah. Oh, anyways, just uh, just beware if. Uh, if you were going to Walmart to get your Axe body spray for your date this weekend, there may be a shortage. Yeah. <laughs> Tell Tiffany you're sorry. You had to go with Old Spice or whatever. Stetson. See, our next story here, using Bible apps on phone during church worship. Some say it's youth culture. Oh, it's heresy is what it is. (laughs) I put this one in just for me because this is absolutely me, (laughs) you know. Well, like I said earlier, I only want the leather-bound, red-lettered Bible exactly like Jesus used to (laughs) use. Jesus used. Yes, right. I'm closer to him than you are, Tiny. Says on Sunday morning, seeing people clutching Bibles of various sizes leave few in doubt of where they are headed. At least it is suggestive of where they are going or coming from Sunday worship. Mm-hmm. In churches, some pastors occasionally ask members of the congregation to lift up their copies of the Bible and thereafter encourage those without them to endeavor to come along with theirs to make the best out of the service. 
I'm sure we've all been there. Sure. <laughs> you know, you're sitting in a youth group, and the youth minister says, all right, everybody, hold, who's got hold their swords tonight? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I always wanted to, like, just pull bring out a, sword. a real yes. sword and, like, yes. hold up some big broad sword. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm putting this away right now. Sorry. <laughs> hey, sorry about your ear, buddy. I didn't mean to nick you. <laughs> yeah. Such is the importance placed on the holy book. It is seen as a must-have that should accompany worshipers for church services. With the internet age and the development of Bible apps, versions of the holy book are readily available to download on phones and tablets, and many are embracing such apps. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of That's them. That's right. I have one on my phone, too. <laughs> I just don't use it in church. You just don't use it. That's right. Yeah, no. Yeah, not well, in church. Well, I mean, it, well, there, it's right I there really, tempting you. Yeah. Well, are, are you not afraid you're going to fall? I only use it when uh, when I have to debate someone, <laughs> and I can't remember the exact cite, citation for a scripture. So, uh, Let's see. We have to tell them how I know more about Jesus than they do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Aside studying with such apps, some worshipers go further to make use of them on their phones during service rather than the hard copies of the Bible. So rather than carry Bibles of various sizes on Sunday mornings or any time they go for church services, all such persons need in their bags or pockets are their phones and they're ready to go. A survey by the news agency of Nigeria revealed diverse views about using the Bible apps on phones during church service. How widespread is it? How do church leaders view it? Which group of people mostly embrace it? How does it make you, or does it make you less religious? Of course. Yes. <laughs> Is it right? No. <laughs> Do such phones not distract the others or others' worshipers if uh, if they ring, if their phone oh, rings? Oh, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you can, can put it on vibrate. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, it's not that huge of a deal. Uh, many, Although I love it when somebody's <laughs> phone goes off in the middle of church, you know? Because yes. we sit up front. I can't turn around and look to see who it is. Oh, I just know? do it anyway. No, but I always, in my mind, <laughs> like trying to pinpoint who would have that ringtone. Okay, all right, that's probably who it is, <laughs> yeah. you know? Anyways. Oh, let's see. Many questions about the trend and the responses are diverse from the youth, the elders, and church leaders, and others. Ms. Ugo, Chahuayu, I'm not oh, even going to try. If your first name's Ugo and you're a lady, that is rough. Ugo, Chuyu, Najiwi, a middle-aged <laughs> cell minister in a Lagos church, told NAN that Bible applications are mostly used by the youth in her local assembly, and uh, she sees nothing wrong with this. Youth are the ones that make use of Bible applications the most, because they are more enlightened about smartphones and the like. <laughs> I would say yeah. more educated than yeah. enlightened. Yeah, but... <laughs> true. Yeah, that's probably a better term. <laughs> yes. Although some of the phones sometimes ring out, again, there's a switch on yeah. the side. Just it's not the switch, hard. Y'all. Mine stays on silent pretty much all the time. <laughs> yes. It. Uh, for me, I see nothing wrong with using Bible applications. It is a matter of choice. I believe one can do whatever he or she pleases so long as it doesn't disturb the other worshipers. An evangelist, Ms. Elizabeth Elizabeth James Pupwa, that's way better, <laughs> way easier, way better. Yes. who pastors a new generation church in Laya, Laja, Lagos, also shares the view that the use of Bible applications by worshipers during service is rampant among the youth and teenagers who have smartphones. In my church, Bible applications are used by the young ones. I think we've already read this. Um, <laughs> basically, people in Lagos are yeah. using a lot more Bible apps on their phones. Right. I don't know exactly what the statistics are here in America, but I am guilty. And the reason well, yeah. I am guilty is when my firstborn son was a baby. Yes. And I was bringing him to church. Mm-hmm. I would have... Good father, by the way. <laughs> thank you. I would have my Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times, I would have my wife's Bible. Yeah, I got. I get stuck with that sometimes. Too. I would have uh, our Sunday school book mm-hmm. because I drew the line. I said, you know what? We are going to share a Sunday school book. I'm not going to carry <laughs> two. two copies right. of the Bible and two <laughs> Sunday school books. I had his diaper bag. Mm-hmm. I usually had all the junk that they make in Sunday school yeah, after yeah. church. But a lot of pages stuff. Pages and pages, pages of it. You know, and I had a baby carrier. Right. And I just was carrying so much stuff that I was I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to download the ESV app on my phone, and that's going to be my Bible. There you go. 
is I get to the I get to text way faster than anybody else in the you church. Do. You do. When the pastor yeah. says turn to whatever, yeah. I'm always the first one there. <laughs> I have multiple versions of the Bible. Yes. So for me, it just made my life so much easier. Yeah. Not to mention if I get a text in church, I can, you know, you take a quick peek it. and nobody knows any better. <laughs> So well, that's good for me. Well, that's why I use a Bible app. And I just and want to go back to one point you made, and that is uh, the amount of stuff we get out of our kids' Sunday school. You know, like the Noah's Ark's pictures <laughs> yes. and the stuff. You know, I know they got to have stuff for them to do and everything, but it makes me feel guilty when I get home and I just immediately put all this stuff in the trash. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, you worked really hard on this. Okay. All right. Cause you're going to get another one next week. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just going to save the last one you made before you move to youth group. And that'll be my memory for your entire uh, young church service. We so. may be kind of chasing a rabbit on this one, but can I ask you real quick? I've always thought it was odd that Noah's Ark is such a, a kid's Bible yeah, story. No, right, yes. And, am I the only one that's ever thought no. that? Yeah, I think that's kind of weird too. <laughs> yeah, no, we're killing everybody. <laughs> I, remember, yeah. I remember my kid asking me when he was a kid, he's like, well, what about all the people who weren't on the Ark? And yeah. I told him, I said, son, they all drowned. Right. Well, God you know, killed them all. Also, <laughs> I feel like we don't cover all uh, the coolest part about David and Goliath, and that's David cutting his head off. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the story like, in the, the kids, the kids picture Bible, the story yeah. ends after he gets knocked out. Yeah, right. But, yeah. No, David cut his head off. <laughs> you go read the Bible. He chopped his head off. Chopped with, his head right with off. Goliath's of spear, by the way. Yes, that's right. Yes. Chopped it right off of there. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> and my father in law, he likes to point out that. You know, he took five stones mm-hmm. into battle with him. That's right. And as a kid, I'm like, well, you know, you're not going to just take one. Right. You're going to take some backups. But my father-in-law always points out he had four brothers. Ah, so yeah. So he had one for each of them. True. <laughs> you know how I learned to memorize, or how I memorized or he took five stones? That's because there's J-E-S-U-S. <laughs> I was taught that as a kid. Are you serious? Yes. It, it, I mean, immediately when you said five stones, I thought J-E-S-U-S. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a song or something, but that's what I was taught, so. Yeah, <laughs> the kids' Just, song. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, David you, took five stones to face Goliath. J e s u s. Yeah, he did have brothers. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I think like what is it over in Samuel? They kill the other ones. Like Second Samuel, maybe I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. Golly. Anyway, me. we're way off yeah. topic. But basically, topic. Uh, I use a Bible app. It makes right. my life easier. And if it makes me less religious, then yes, I'm sorry. Well, I, I mean, guess I'll answer for that one day. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, that'll the blood be covers all of, sins. <laughs> that'll be the day <laughs> of reckoning. Including smartphones and worship. <laughs> when you have to account for all your sins, <laughs> yes. that's be one of the first ones they bring up. Tiny, you were using a smartphone during church. <laughs> Peter's going to be like, hey, how about you look this one up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't use mine in church just because I've, I've had that Bible since 1986. And right. I'm very comfortable with it. It's got my notes that I like and all that. So I just, you know, I'm, I'm old phone numbers. Yeah, old old phone numbers. <laughs> you know, it has a Christmas list from 1991 in it that my mom <laughs> gave me. No joke, it's written on a piece of Howard Johnson uh, paper in which I asked for uh, a pair of work boots, uh, Grateful Dead CDs, <laughs> I think a pair of jeans, and something else. That was all I asked for for Christmas that year. But yeah, it's in there. So. Yeah, it's just my Bible, and cool. I'm comfortable with it. But I think everyone should use whatever they're comfortable with. Right. And especially if you're in Laos or wherever they were just talking about, <laughs> yes. to where, you know, I mean, we're in the South, and you can't turn around without seeing a Bible somewhere, you know? Right. I mean, you'll bump into a Bible, even if you're trying to get away from You'll one. trip on one if you're not looking where you're going. <laughs> exactly. But if you're in a country where they're not as readily available, publishing costs higher, shipping mm-hmm. costs or whatever for the Gideons to get them over there or whoever. But one thing that is huge, and it's not just here in America, yeah. but it's even in developing nations and stuff, is smartphones. Smart smartphones phones. are right. crazy popular. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and so, so I think it's perfectly acceptable. I mean, even in our church, mm-hmm. you know, of course, I don't think I would ever be a guy that would look down my nose at anyone who chose <laughs> to use it. But, you know, I don't feel anybody else in our church really does either. Right. You know? Once the initial shot. Or if they do, they just kind of keep quiet about it. Well, once, you know, kind of everybody was like, oh, that person's playing with their phone during church. And then they were like, well, no, they they got the Bible on there. And everybody's like, oh, okay, all right, cool. You know, I mean, I imagine there was some of that going on for the... And then right after that, that person's like, ha, ha, ha. now I can get right <laughs> back I'm, to my Angry, I'm Bird, old, my I'm, Angry Birds game. <laughs> I'm posted in Earth Oddity's Facebook group here in church and nobody <laughs> knows. <laughs> All right, 
So let's move on to our next story. Uh, the headline that I read earlier, which really contains almost everything you would want in a headline. Naked Florida man starts house fire while baking cookies on George Foreman Grill in Niceville. And they <laughs> left out Walmart, you know, yeah. if that was in there somehow, which is probably <laughs> where he got the George Foreman Grill. That would have been the perfect headline. Uh, responding to a house fire last week, Niceville police officers and firefighters encountered an odd sight. When firefighters got to the house around 5.30 p.m., they could see smoke coming from the inside. A naked man opened the front door, said, I'm sorry, and closed the door. It's polite. <laughs> yeah. uh, police officers arrived shortly after to assist. The man came to the door again, left it open, and went back into the house. According to the offense report from the police, the man showed no signs of understanding the danger he was in. There were several things on fire inside the home, including some towels. An officer detained the man and removed him from the house for his own safety. Firefighters said that if he had stayed in the home much longer, he could have possibly died from smoke inhalation. In the report, an officer said he and another officer were in the house for about five minutes and had a hard time breathing. Firefighters went inside with oxygen masks to remove the burning items. The man admitted to drinking two liters, dang, two liters of vodka <laughs> oh, man. and smoking marijuana starting at around 9 a.m. that morning. Man, how is he still awake? I was about to say, you know? it sounds like this dude needs a trip to the emergency room, get his <laughs> he, stomach pumped. He was examined at the scene and had no life-threatening injuries, the report said, and he refused further medical treatment. Based on the fire department's investigation, the man allegedly tried baking cookies on a George Foreman grill, which he left <laughs> unattended. The grill and cookies caught fire, so he put dry towels on top of the grill. Oh, no. Those caught fire, too, causing the <laughs> fire to spread. Um, and so that's all of this article. But I have to say, the most shocking part is that he drank two liters of vodka <laughs> and was smoking pot, you know, and was still <laughs> able to walk around. I mean, naked or not, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's impressive. I tell you what, cookies, like cookie dough, yeah. that stuff can... I had a buddy way years ago that was in the dorms, and he put a cookie in his microwave, oh, and he no. had one of those microwaves where you twist the dial. Mm -hmm. But if you don't twist it past, uh, I forget, like a minute or two minutes or whatever, then it doesn't, it like, it doesn't click down. Yeah, right. You know, so sometimes if he didn't need to microwave it that long, he would turn it up that down that far, but then he would turn it back down to where he needed it. Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't, it was where it would just keep microwaving yeah, it was like on constantly. Hold or whatever, yeah. And he decided to go take a shower during all this. Oh, Lord. So this one cookie, I mean, we're talking smoke just billowing. Yeah. Like the entire fourth floor of the building Golly. was like covered in smoke from this one cookie in a microwave, so... Well, and I would say that if you're cooking cookies on a grill, you're not technically baking them. <laughs> you're grilling you're cookies. You're grilling cookies, yeah. Yes. Which is not the most efficient way to make cookies. <laughs> no. So, I mean, at that point, just eat it raw. Yeah, exactly. You know? But, I mean, we wanted some toasty cookies, and he just put some <laughs> on and then got busy. He was naked. I don't know what he got busy doing. But, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he, was, uh, he was in some sort of sad state to be... Uh, Cooking cookies on a grill, number one. Uh, I'm sure I wonder if his I wonder if his hospital room smelled like cookies. I don't know. Well, I wonder if he like has no oven. You know, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's Florida. It, well, I mean, we got places in Alabama that don't have an oven. You know, <laughs> residents probably in my neighborhood, but <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just kind of wild. You know, mm -hmm. you would choose out of all the ways to cook cookies a George Foreman grill. <laughs> right. You know, I don't know. Well, if you don't have an oven and you got to have a cookie, I mean, that's I mean, I've skillet cooked cookies before, like over a fire, yeah. camping and stuff. So you can do it. It's a little more difficult. Right. And you got to pay attention to what you're, or at least how I did. I don't know. There's probably like a whole technical, you know, Gordon Ramsay chef way to do it. <laughs> but I just did it like a pancake. Just kept flipping yeah. it until it got cooked, you know. And uh, Right in, earthoddity.net. Yeah. We want to know how to cook cookies without an oven. Yeah, how do you cook cookies without an oven? Yeah, that's, that's a... Call us. And to chefs in the audience, do you, is a George Foreman in, in in the absence of an oven, is it really that bad an idea? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I mean, know either. I, I kind of want to try it on our George Foreman 
just to see what happens. You I know, know what we're doing after church. I won't be down in two liters of vodka and smoking pot. But no, uh, you got to keep your wits about you. Yeah, right. I'll stand there because a George Foreman grill it can get unruly. Yeah, it can if you're yeah. not if you're not paying attention. Michael Scott burned his foot. He did. That's exactly right. He did. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, man, it's such a great show. It's a great. I show. I mean, it's really great. Well, our next story is Kuwait shop caught sticking googly eyes on fish. Okay. And th- this is I love this is a wonderful story. I love yeah. this story. Here we go. I mean, I put this one in just for me. <laughs> A fishmonger, which is a, a really fun word to say. Say it, it with is. me, fishmonger. 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 Yeah. A fishmonger in Kuwait has been uh, closed down for sticking googly eyes on fish to make them appear fresher. Okay. And also slightly stoned. <laughs> <laughs> a video of the fish was first circulated among local WhatsApp users, and images, including one showing... The fake eyes slipping off have been shared on social media by local bloggers and the newspaper Al Bayan. Okay. Rival Kuwait fish sellers reacted by advertising fresh fish, quote, without cosmetics, <laughs> with a picture of a fish and a selection of colored contact lenses. <laughs> One Twitter user said, never judge the freshness of fish by the googliness of their eyes. <laughs> Twitter users M Block U said the situation certainly looks fishy, while others praised the fish seller's creative marketing approach. In July, another Kuwaiti fishmonger was accused of stuffing his fish with steel nails to increase their weight okay. and market value. Yeah, so, I can see that. Yeah. So it's a really short story. That's actually the end of it. But okay. this this picture here, the is picture precious. is precious. Yes, <laughs> I mean it looks like yeah. something my kid made in Sunday school. They're <laughs> <laughs> talking about when Jesus fed the multitude. <laughs> yes, Jesus took five fish and they had the little googly eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's kind of wild. I mean, I got it. You want your fish to look fresh, and so you can. And sell competition them. is stu- is stiff. You're always yes. looking to right. To, you know, get one over on the competition. Right. So yeah. this guy decided to go to the craft store. I'm sure Hobby Lobby has some branch in yeah. Kuwait. <laughs> Probably so. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I don't know a lot about fish markets. Uh, we don't really have one here. Right. You know, uh, you kind of just go to the grocery store and buy them or catch your own. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would imagine if you bought a fish, would they like clean it? for you there and then pack it because once you got home you would definitely be like well this thing's got googly eyes on it you know <laughs> i don't know that's a good question or do they have like fish head soup or something you know that you would really keep the head for i don't know yeah i don't know either but Somebody i would, I would imagine whoever's putting the eyes on there he's surely he's assuming they're not going to keep the head whether right. whether they're cleaning it for him or they're taking it home and cleaning right. it there you know they're not going to eat the head no but so, that's what i'm saying like if they're cleaning it there it's a much better plan than if you let the person right. take whole fish with googly eyes home you're definitely <laughs> getting caught that way i would probably take this fish head and probably put it on a little suction cup and put it in my dash you know so that when when i make sharp turns you know his eyes wiggle around yes that's right like a hula girl or whatever yeah 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 that's kind of wild you know i don't know uh why you would do that but uh, i guess the fish market the fish business is cutthroat yes he is quite quite the crafty fishmonger well i have another seafood story all right in a way this comes from GrubStreet.com, and uh, it's a it's an embezzlement story more than anything else. A Maine man is accused of embezzling $1.5 million worth of lobsters in the most New England crime ever. <laughs> now, when you say Maine man, yeah. do you mean like he's from Maine, or do you <laughs> mean like, like this is my, my Maine, Maine man? man. <laughs> he's from the state of Maine. Okay. Uh the co-owner of a lobster wholesaler in New England may soon face some real-life Maine justice. Uh-oh. The Portland Press-Herald reports that Matthew Bellrose, a longtime employee and part owner of a Maine lobster wholesaler, Sea Salt, uh, allegedly created an account for a fake customer who bought thousands of dollars worth of lobster without ever actually paying for any of them. It appears that Belrose didn't eat all the lobster himself, but instead resold them. His partners claim that they lost somewhere in the neighborhood of one point five to two million dollars, so like twenty lobsters. 
Uh, this is a pretty short story, too. It says, Belrose reportedly admitted to his crimes and apologized via text. But with the lobster, with those lobsters taking, uh, but with those lobsters long gone from his former partners, uh, they are now seeking one point four million dollars in damages. Man, yeah. So he's definitely uh, up the creek, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess temptation got to him. And well, you know, I, we had a story earlier about a. A guy who embezzled a million dollars of fajitas, remember that? Yes, that's that? right. Yeah, from the jail. Yeah, yeah so the jail. I tell you what, man, food crime. Yeah. Well, and you know, because I had a restaurant, I had to pay for everything up front. You mm-hmm. know, restaurants are notorious for going out of business. I know all about that, by the way. <laughs> but So they want you to pay, you know, on delivery. Right. I can't imagine you could just create a fake company and go, hey, I want to buy a bunch of lobsters and just never pay for them or resell them, you know? <laughs> yeah. That seems really weird to me, but I don't know how the lobster market works. <laughs> I don't you know? either. My lobster knowledge is limited to red lobster, <laughs> and um, that's about it. I think I've had lobster twice in my life because oh, yeah. it's not exactly the cheapest no, of it's seafood cheap. out there. Really, a lobster is like a really big crawfish. You yeah. Know? That's to me mm-hmm. when people are like, uh, you know, I want to eat crawfish or whatever in my mind. I'm like, that's like a tiny lobster, you know? But I can afford crawfish. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you can yeah. always afford lobster. You get crawfish for like $3 a pound. Yes. It's pretty good. But yeah, yeah, lobster is really expensive. Love it, though. I think it's great. But, it is. Uh, the few yeah. times I've had it, it yeah. is good. Don't get to eat it that often. Right. Because it's... Uh, Dip it in butter. Yeah. Which, swallow it on down. <laughs> Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I can imagine not getting the freshest lobster in <laughs> anyways. Probably not. So it's probably good we don't eat a whole lot of it. <laughs> like we used to sell a sandwich with salmon on it. And mm-hmm. people, uh, we had to quit selling it. It was expensive and we never sold that much because people aren't coming to a sandwich shop in Tuscaloosa, Alabama looking for fresh salmon. You <laughs> know? know. So it was kind of difficult, but... I think I was I was ten years old before I knew salmon didn't like come in a can. (laughs) You know, (laughs) we had salmon patties growing up all the time. You ever had salmon patties? I I personally was never a big fan of salmon patties. I know a lot of people do. I love them. It was not my thing. I love them. Well, I think my mom would try to get fancy and call them salmon croquets. That's well, (laughs) we called them salmon croquettes. Okay, croquettes, (laughs) right? Yeah, yes, yeah. But it really was a salmon patty. I love them. Love yeah, them. I did not like them. In them. fact, there was one. There was one time I felt so strongly about it that I just went hungry. My oh, mom, wow. she, she was always of the, you know, you're going to eat what I put on the table, yeah. and if you don't like it, you can just go hungry. And yeah. I, you know, I've been begging her, you know, that I just don't, I just don't care for them. And mm. my mom, she was always of the mentality that if I told her I didn't like something, well, she was going to put a new ingredient in and she was going to try it again. Yeah. She was going to get it to where you did like try it. And you had no choice. with M&Ms in it. <laughs> and it blew her mind that I just went hungry one night because I didn't want to eat. For those out there who's never seen me before, I look like I haven't missed too many meals in my life. Blew her mind that I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to go hungry. <laughs> kind of blows my mind. <laughs> I, I I love them, you know. Yeah. I don't cook them that often anymore. Maybe we should. I know Dieter and I cooked some a while back, but yeah, yeah, I hadn't cooked it in a long time. I love them. My mom will make great ones. So hey, well, mom. Maybe, hey, maybe my mom's salmon patties were just terrible. I don't know. Hey, I was not a fan. But my mom's listening. My mom listens every Monday to our show. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, if you cook some salmon patties up, you can invite us over and I'll eat them. So, yes, Thomas won't, and but I will. I, I'll watch John eat them. Yeah, Tiny, Tiny, and Thomas <laughs> can make a ham sandwich. We'll eat PB and J. Yeah, right. Because that's the rule at our house. Uh-huh. If you don't eat what we cook, you make your own sandwich and eat that. Right. Because so, we're not going out of our way to make it make you another meal sounds fair yeah but thomas broke me i was of your mom Mm -hmm. i was like your mom and one time when he was little you know he's like i don't want to eat this i was like well you'll sit here until you get hungry at Mm -hmm. the table and he sat there and he sat there and he sat there (laughs) and he sat there and he wouldn't eat and he he at that time i was like this kid's winning, you know, I can't let him win, you know? So then I'm like, well, I'm going to make him eat it. You know, I'm going to scare him into eating or whatever. That didn't work, you know? And so finally I was just like, Hey, you know what, buddy, you win. I'm like, you don't want to eat spaghetti or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. He won't eat spaghetti. That's how weird he is. Okay? I like spaghetti. Who doesn't like spaghetti? Yeah. Everybody likes spaghetti. All right. 
I eat spaghetti out of a can. I like spaghetti I'll, I'll so eat much. Any form of spaghetti you got. Yeah. Chicken spaghetti, spaghetti O's, I'll eat any kind of spaghetti <laughs> you got. He won't. All right. He's weird. Okay. But then I was like, well, you know what? I'm not fighting with my kid over food. I got other food he can eat. And we'll just make this rule. And you can make your own sandwich, which is really great because he learned how to make his own sandwich mm-hmm. really early on in life. So now when he wants a sandwich, I'm like, go make your own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but. He just broke me, and I was just like, well, this isn't a hill I'm dying on over right. food. And uh, and really, I gained a lot of respect for him. You know? <laughs> he taught just, you a lesson. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, I'm a... I'm I'm not going... I'm going to hold fast, and I will starve before I eat this food. And I was like, okay, fair enough, bud. All right. We done? Yeah. Okay. I got to find... My Cajun curl note, <laughs> so I can read. I got all kind of. Uh, you know, I've been saying forever that I was gonna, you know, try something different. Right. But you know, got and works I still so had, well. That's true. I mean, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect, just like Cajun curl. <laughs> Bayou blended spices. Who we want to thank uh, for all their support for us. We love Cajun curl. Uh, and what they do, uh, you should check them out at www.cajuncurl.com. You can order their spice there and their Cajun Curl Cutter for Potatoes. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, so you know it's authentic, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, cookies made on the George Foreman, and anything else you can think of putting on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, easy to clean, and will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. You can turn your next tailgate into a super awesome event by whipping up a batch of your own homemade potato chips. Your next door neighbor isn't going to be able to do that. The guy you tailgate with isn't going to be able to do that. You're going to be one of a kind at the party with your own homemade potato chips. And let me tell you, their homemade chips with the spice on them is absolutely life-changing. One of the greatest moments of my adult life was the first time Squirrel handed me that bag of chips and let me try. I was like, man, (laughs) stuff's great. It is. On their website... You can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you'll also find recipes that will absolutely blow your mind. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it. Here locally in Tuscaloosa, it's at Bowels on Skyland and South's Finest Meats. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you feel very patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. www.cajuncurl.com Check them out, order their products, support them, because they support us. Thank you. Yes. All right, we don't have any reviews this week. No reviews. We don't have any emails this week. No emails. We let's do see. have a a voicemail. Yes. Hold on, let's see. Bring it up here. And I, I just want to encourage everyone to leave us a voicemail. We had two voicemails this week, <laughs> one of which we can't play on air. We had a business meeting and discussed it. Yeah. <laughs> Although, to the person who left that voicemail, I love you. I don't even know if he listens, uh, but... We just can't do it. It's just we can't put ourselves there right now at this point in time. But it was super awesome and super funny, and I'm saving it to release at the perfect time. Just so you know. The other one though, we can play. So anyway, this other voicemail is uh, brought to us by none other than Johnny Irons. Johnny Irons. I'm thinking about renaming this segment instead of Community Knows. It's going to be a moment with Johnny. <laughs> a moment with Johnny. <laughs> so I like he, it. Here we go. Get work, Mike. He's a he's a biker. Rides for the booze fighters. Anyway, uh, so it was Thursday morning. Mike uh, in the shower. Right. He gets out of the shower. It's 4:30 in the morning. Right. Yeah. It's dark. He gets out of the shower and he puts the towel on and he looks out the window. And there's this kid um, looking in the window, naked, uh, this naked guy looking in his window. 
and he freaks out and he puts on his pants and runs around to the side of the house where the kid is. The kid's naked. He doesn't know how he got there. He doesn't know where he is. He just wants help. And uh, Mike said he was a nice looking, clean cut young man. You know, the last person you would expect (laughs) to like be there, you know, naked outside the window. And he knew he lived in Lake Oswego, which is on the other side of town. That's where the rich kids live, rich kids live mm-hmm. and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's really weird. It's, you know what it's like? Mike, we were talking about it at work and Mike was going, you know, you know what it's like? It's like he was abducted by aliens and they dropped him off on the side of my house. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and we were all freaking out. But anyway, there's an odd story for you. Love the Earth Oddity podcast. It's number <laughs> one on my list. <laughs> Well, uh, the Iron Show is number one on my list, and yeah. uh, man, that is uh, so. It's this guy, weird. this guy that he knows, just uh, got out of the shower, and yeah. there's this uh, guy outside of his house, right, in the buff. Well, it kind of reminds me of uh, that scene in the movie Airplane. You ever seen Airplane? Oh yes. Where he's like, "You ever seen a grown man naked, Timmy?" Yeah. There's a naked kid looking in your window. So, uh, but yeah, that's pretty wild. Most alien abduction stories I heard, they uh, they usually bring you back with clothes on, but sometimes maybe they're inside out or there's oh, yeah? weird pink stains on them. Oh. That's most of the abduction stories I'm familiar with. I know they do some probing around in there. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> you would think by now they've reached the limits of uh, yeah. Like how much rear you, probing? Yeah. What are you trying to find? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's not like they lost their spaceship keys in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, what are you looking for, man? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I've never been abducted by aliens, at least that I know of. <laughs> yes. But uh, I feel like that would be one of my questions before they start. Like, hey, wait a minute now. What are you trying to find out here before we get <laughs> we get too far into this? Like. Uh, because I just had an exam at the doctor, and everything's cool up there. We're good to go. Uh, what are you guys trying to find out? But, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of wild. I don't know what I would do. Let me ask you this. Would you be willing to be, like, hypnotically regressed? <laughs> oh, I don't know. No, I do not. No. Cause I wouldn't either. Here's the thing about hypnosis, man, is once you go under – and I don't know that I – I mean, I guess – it works. I don't know. I have no experience with hypnosis. But I listened to another podcast called Stuff You Should Know, yeah. and they did an episode on hypnosis, and I've also watched this Discovery Channel thing on hypnosis. I know no more about hypnosis now than yeah. I knew going in. It's right. so weird because it appears to work, at least on some people, Yeah, but science is very much just hands in the air don't know what yeah. to do with it you know well my thing is is uh i have a lot of stuff buried deep down <laughs> inside that no one yes well I, I will take it to my grave with some of it's about me some of it's about friends and if you hypnotize me and ask the right questions i could start spilling the beans on a lot of different <laughs> things that i don't need to yeah so i know i do not agree to be hypnotically regressed or whatever. I have heard that you have to actually want to be hypnotized. Like, they can't just hypnotize you if you don't want to go under. Okay, all right, good. But now... I'm going to fight it <laughs> when they start, like, waving that watch in front of me. But now something tells me the CIA... Yeah. Because they went through a... They went through... What was it? MK Ultra where they yeah. were trying to hypnotize people, right. so... Well, they were giving everybody LSD, too, for a <laughs> while. True. You remember? I mean, yeah, like yeah. dosed a bunch of people up at the World's Fair one yeah, time yeah. without their knowledge. Just to see what happened. But if you've ever done LSD and you have have no experience with it and no consent to it, that's one of the most cruel things that could ever happen to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, like now, if someone were to give me LSD without... <laughs> you know, my knowledge, I would at least be like, okay, this is a familiar place I've been to before, <laughs> you know? But like, if you're coming straight off, you know, all you've ever done your whole life is nothing. And <laughs> it would, it would freak you out. Yeah. So, yeah. That's kind of wild. They did that too. But I will say that once you do go under, like you're an open book, people can yeah. put, like, you don't have to necessarily like, you know, again, I'm a very much a skeptic as right. far as alien beings coming to earth. But yeah. You know, I will say that, you know, once you go under, you know, someone can make you believe that they can put that there and you may not have necessarily been taken. You may have had just the, the hypnosis guy, you know, asking you leading questions and putting all that stuff there. So I I would not be regressed either. I mean, I just don't need them to be like, Hey, 
John, let's talk about the summer of 1996, <laughs> you know. And let's go through all of this right here and what happened and what went on. Because there's a lot of crimes that were committed <laughs> <laughs> that I don't need to implicate myself or anybody else in. Yes. So, uh, and I've, I've just done a lot of stuff that I'm not proud of that I would not tell anyone <laughs> anymore. I don't want to hurt, you know, anybody's feelings and my mom's feelings or anything. So, yeah, I couldn't be hypnotized ever. <laughs> you know, if they were like, John, the only way you're going to live is for us to hypnotize me and ask you some questions or whatever. I'd be like, well, I guess I'm going to die. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, get my affairs in order. <laughs> That's just me. I don't know. All right. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening, no matter where you listen to us at, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Overcast, Acast, Podcast Republic, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. That's right. Tune in. Tune in. Say tune in. Uh, tune in all as well. Yeah. yeah. We thank you so much. Leave us a review. Please leave us a review. Yeah, what are it, you doing? Leave a review. Leave a review on Facebook. Everybody's on Facebook. Yeah, right. Leave us a review. We want to be able to read it. Review. Yeah. I'm just going to keep saying review. <laughs> yeah. Call us. Leave a message so Johnny's not the only one getting all the fame. It's hey, what's that phone number? 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. You can email the show. We are earthoddity at planetmail.net. You can follow us on Instagram. Yeah. At underscore Earth Oddity. That's right. Hadn't done a lot there in a few weeks. Sorry, guys. It's the exact same Twitter handle if for some reason you want to tweet us instead of email us. Yeah. And everybody have a good week. Yeah, love you guys. All right. Talk to you later. Earth Oddity Podcast for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.